Today's episode of What's on Your Bookshelf is brought to you by Insignia Training Partners, the leaders in outsourced L&D talent and resources. Insignia is a full-service learning and development company that provides L&D talent to design, develop, and deploy your training solutions. Insignia specializes in providing the right resources for your projects at a fraction of the cost as opposed to bringing on new full-time employees. This includes fractional chief learning officer services for enterprise training strategy, instructional designers to develop your training content and materials, facilitators to deliver in-person or virtual training to your staff, LMS administrators to manage the process, virtual training producers to make sure your virtual training is engaging and effective, and coaches to support the learning after training is completed. If you don't have a training department, that's okay. Insignia can be your bolt-on training department. With Insignia, you get dedicated resources providing fractional services by specialists in their field. Whether it's onboarding new hires, upskilling your team, or ensuring compliance, Insignia designs impactful programs that stick. Visit insigniatraining.com to discover their full range of services and to schedule a free consultation. Insignia is your partner for training success. Welcome to What's on Your Bookshelf with your hosts, Denise Russo and Samantha Powell. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of What's on Your Bookshelf. This is a life and leadership podcast where we are living out loud the pages of the books that are coming to life for us from our bookshelves. My name is Denise Russo. I'm here with my friend, Sam Powell, who I'm so happy to be with. We are walking through the first book of our new series for 2024, which is a series all about happiness and seeking and pursuing happiness. The book that we're exploring right now is a book called The How of Happiness. And if you don't have this book, we really encourage you to get this book. Where we are today, if you're jumping into this episode for the very first time, is we're now walking through the 12 activities that are for you to uh, deep dive into based on your scores of your self-assessment. So if this is the first episode you've heard of this and you don't have the book or you're not really sure and you're a new friend of ours, I'd highly encourage you to back up just a little bit to the beginning of this book because this is a book where we want to go in sequence based on what you learned first in the first part of the book. Now, that mm -hmm. being said, if you have gone through the first section of the book and you took all three of the self-assessments and you know what your top four categories are, we will be doing these one by one so that you'll be able to go back and listen to the ones that are resonating with you the most for your top four. But remember, we said last yeah. week, this is based on your recipe. So in order to do that, we can't just give you our recipe for our top four or the, even the order of our top four, we're going to go through all 12. It just so happens that this one today, the first one, is my number one. So mm -hmm. Sam, super happy to be here with you today, especially to go through this first principle that is the number one for me. Yeah, I'm super excited. So this is chapter four, but in chapter four, they cover three of the happiness activities. So we're just going to focus on happiness activity one, which is expressing 
gratitude. Again, so like, remember, contextually, these are things you can do (laughs) in your life, in your actions to make yourself more happy. And like Denise said, this is her number one. This is actually my number six. I thought it was number five, but it's number six for me, which I was surprised about because I do really, this is something I, I do really like. I guess I just liked some other stuff, enjoy other things a little bit more. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is great. So Denise, when you think about expressing gratitude, what does that look like for you? Like without reading the chapter and without like, you know, because we'll get into what that means here and some things we could do. But like when you think about it, because this is your number one, what is that? It makes me really think about veggie tales. So I don't know if you've ever seen these these cartoon I love um, veggie tales. <laughs> So they're from a company called Big Idea, which I think Big Idea is now owned by Universal Studios, which would be so amazing. If you've never seen the VeggieTales shows, I encourage you to go out on YouTube and watch them. But there was one that I recall very vividly where there was a song or a story around that a grateful heart is a happy heart. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about this chapter about practicing gratitude and that the book is the how of happiness and this is the happiness number one activity for me it really resonated that a grateful heart is a happy heart and that this is about abundance and this chapter does talk about how savoring this abundance and this when you even think about what does abundance bring to mind for you for me we talked about this last week that we're recording these episodes during a time of the year, which is at the end of of last year. We're just with you now in February, but we recorded this episode right before Thanksgiving. And so when I think about abundance and I think about savoring and I think about gratitude, I think about Thanksgiving. And so I'm really looking forward to walk through what some of the activities are that you can do for this particular category. One of the things that I do is... I have something called a November to remember. So every day in November, I put a post out on my social media about something I'm grateful for. And it's not just to share that gratitude so that other people can see what I'm grateful for. It's about holding myself accountable to acknowledging things that might even be small that I'm grateful for. So I think that's what resonates with me for this one, Sam, is that it doesn't have to be that you're grateful for something so momentous. It's finding gratitude and even little things in your life, but making them consciously aware in your mind and in your heart that there are things that we all have we have to be thankful for, whether it's just breathing, waking up each day and having another opportunity to have a chance to live a life that is of meaning and purpose. So for me, that's the beginning of my thoughts here. I can totally see that. And and knowing you and spending lots of good quality time with you, I uh, it just like this just pours out of you naturally. So I I could totally see how this is your number 1 because it's it just is so much a part of who you are. Like when we did our retreat last last fall, you know, you had us do so many different activities that we're really this at the end of the day, right? Like we did, you know, some real mindful activities. We did like mindful, like a mindful lunch. We did a very purposeful, like walk through the park that we did. And your setup every time was in this spirit of gratitude and in this like notice today, notice 
you know, even if you've been here before, which no one in the group had been into this park before besides you and your husband, but it was like, today we'll never be here again, right? And just living in this life of appreciation in this space of gratitude and you, you just, that's just who you are so naturally that like, I, I totally see it and you help me think all the time and slow down a little bit to just be grateful for like, mm, today, today I feel good. Like, right, there's no aches and pains in my body. Some days there are, right? But today there's none. And I feel grateful about that. You and I sit down all the time, but never again will we have this conversation. And, you know, even, you know, even if we sit down and we tell, you know, record another episode or whatever, it just, it won't be this. And so to be grateful for this moment and this attitude, like that's, that's something I learned from you every time we talk together. And it just, it pours out of you in everything that, that you do and you talk about. And if anybody reads your posts online, like, yeah, so I I I'm resonating with what you're saying here because I live it every time I experience you and it's I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know, I think that's what's interesting about this chapter is that you can be grateful in all circumstances mm-hmm. if you have your mind and your heart right. And this is about positive thinking too. And it isn't about, you know, sugar-coated, happy, cheerleadery kind of positive thinking. This is about finding positive amidst negative. And you and I both have gone through traumatic experiences personally and professionally. And and being able to still find things to be grateful for in and through those experiences is so important. And in fact, this podcast wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for something that was a uh, experience that we didn't ask for in our life with with you know some of our changes in our job. In fact, isn't it funny to think, Sam, when this episode comes out, we will have been gone from our day jobs where we became friends for a year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's funny but how fast time goes by, and yeah, I don't know. Fun. It's it's super interesting. Super, super interesting. Yeah. And, and you're right, right? Like, regardless of circumstance, and that's really what this is about, right? Circumstance is 10%. We're in the 40% of what you can control. It's it's how you live. It's how you act. And it's that attitude attitude of gratitude. I, I always love that saying, because I love rhyming. Um, but that sitting in that space, and regardless of where you are, you can be in you can sit in gratitude. I mean, that when my son passed away and we were flooded with support and people showing up and people bringing us meals and, you know, doing all of these wonderful things for us, I felt such gratitude. And so the thank you card that I made was a picture of our son and it just said grateful on the front because that that was the only word I could describe. And when it came back to work and I realized that people were, didn't know what to do with me, like didn't know how to talk to me, didn't know how to approach me, didn't know how to be with me in the space that I was. I sent an email to everybody that just said, thank you. I'm so grateful for you. We can talk about anything you want, you know, like, you know, giving that space for that. But it was in this spirit of gratitude. I was so grateful in the dark, absolute darkest moment of my life because of the actions of other people, right? And there was so much, even in deep loss, to be grateful for. And it's it's being in a place where you can recognize that. That gave me happiness in a moment where there was no happiness, right? Like, you know, you think about you lose your, you lose your, you know, 
child or 16 month old baby and yet can still experience happiness. And it was because of gratitude, like, right. I was able to be grateful. I was able to express that and to say that. And it's just, you're absolutely right. Right. It's just, regardless of circumstances, there is something, if you come to it in the right spirit, if you get your mind and your heart, right, you can sit in that space and you can't, you know, you can't do that. And I loved the definition that she has for what is gratitude here. And it comes from, um, another researcher and writer, Robert Emmons, and he defines gratitude as a felt sense of wonder, thankfulness, and appreciation for life. And so when we think about gratitude, I love the felt sense of wonder, because that's it. It's like that awe, like that awe-inspiring, like, I just, I can't believe how, like, wow. (laughs) Like, just, I, oh, I just love, I love that definition. I love that too. And it makes me think about there was a time where it was in 2009, we lost our home to a massive flood. 1,800 homes were destroyed in this massive flood. And I'm talking like 20 feet of water over our house is massive, not just water on your carpet. We lost everything. And I remember this day, it took weeks to be able to, we had to take everything down to even the, just the electrical wiring in our house, down to the studs of the house. And so lots of people were coming in and out and helping us over time. And there was this one particular day, I saw this older couple walking up the street and they didn't look like the typical people that were there to help people tear out their drywall and throw away everything they owned into giant dumpsters. It was just something peculiar about these two people and they seemed very peaceful and they seemed very calm. And I recall them coming up to my, what was left of the steps of the front of my house. And I was sitting there and they came up and they asked me some different questions and how was I doing? And I was super positive despite this very bad circumstance, but I think it's because my perspective was different. I remember having a couple neighbors that were very devastated, depressed. They they couldn't even get their emotions together to just clear out their houses. But I think I've always been a person that is a logical thinker. And so I just knew, okay, the house is destroyed. We need to throw things away. And that's all I was focusing on. I didn't really have an emotion mm-hmm. behind it. But I recall specifically this lady named Ginger and her husband, Denny. And they said to me, if there's one thing that you wish wouldn't have been destroyed, what would it have been? And it caused me to pause because we had thrown away six full dumpsters full of my personal belongings. And so as I sat there and I started thinking, I said, you know, the only thing that I wish that hadn't been destroyed is my Bible. It was in my car. And, you know, you often hear these stories about like, oh, the entire house burnt down and there was the Bible, right? Well, My Bible was in the car and my car was completely submerged. And so when the water receded, I was able to get it out. I actually still have it. Maybe I can take a picture and I'll give it to Scott to share. But it was no longer usable. Like it was completely waterlogged and destroyed from sewage because the flood was a a flood from the ground up. So anyways, long story of the short is, well, it's not probably short, I guess. But the story goes that it so happened that Denny and Ginger were not there to rip out drywall. They were there as a part of the Billy Graham disaster team. And so their job was to go around and try to instill a sense of peace and calm for people. And yet they said to me, 
you are probably the most peaceful, positive thinking person. And you're sitting here expressing gratitude amidst destruction. So we had this great time of me just sharing a little bit about my faith and them sharing a little bit about, you know, why they were there and such and such. So anyways, the next day, these people came back around specifically to my house and I was so grateful to see them, not because I needed anything from them, but because we had this really great conversation the day before. And Sam Ginger handed me her own Bible. Yeah. And she said, I just feel strong in my heart that I need to give this to you. And it so happened it was the it was her training Bible from the Billy Graham disaster team group of from Samaritan's mm. Purse and these teams. It is one of the most cherished things I took away from losing everything mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she listened and she listened to this thing that I felt like I had lost. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't able to replace it with an exact replica of what I lost, but sure. she gave me something more important, which was from her heart. And so when I, and it cost her nothing but her time and her heart to do something. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. And so when I was reading this book, These are things that came to my mind, but I think it's important too to talk about these aren't just about feelings. There's a lot of science behind what happens in our brain when we are grateful. And so one thing I want to point out that happened in the book is it talks about how expressing gratitude, it's a lot more than just saying thank you. So when you think about the scenario of what happened with you with your coworkers and what happened with me with these folks from the Billy Graham disaster team, Mm -hmm. There's this research that's talked about in the book that's drawing attention to the benefits of being somebody who is a grateful person. It says that people who are consistently grateful have been found to be relatively happier, more energetic, more hopeful, and to report experiencing more frequent positive emotions. They also tend to be more helpful, empathetic, spiritual and religious, more forgiving, less materialistic, than others who are less predisposed to gratefulness. And furthermore, the person is more inclined to gratitude is less likely to be more depressed, anxious, lonely, envious, or neurotic. Mm-hmm. All of those research findings are correlational. And so it's about gratitude. And so there's another part of this chapter that's about positive thinking. But in this first section, she goes on, the author goes on to describing some actual studies and participants that she put through studies to look at the effects in your mind and in your health when you have an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really incredible, right? Like all of the positive benefits that just expressing gratitude for things, right? That reflection process of thinking about what am I grateful for and then expressing it in some way that it like had this slew of positive emotions and decreased the negative emotions, like, you know, from multiple different studies. Like I thought that was fascinating. And I found it to be true anecdotally in my own life as well. Right. Like when I sit in a place of gratitude, yeah, like it does help curb some of those, you know, feelings, right. Like in my story of like coming back to work and that was the first thing I did was express gratitude to, you know, my coworkers and, you know, this family that I have from work, like it helped me walk back in, right? There was less anxiety, less, you know, less of that because it was me 
I don't know, being thankful and letting people know that. And that made me feel good. And it was a great way to come back in to, you know, quote unquote, normalcy of, of life. And yeah, I like, I've seen it. I, and I see it all the time now when I send somebody a text, it's like, oh, you know, I just want you to know, <laughs> like, lo- you know, thinking of you love this, right. I had to, I told you off camera, I think, or I think I may have said in the last episode, it took me forever to read this section <laughs> forever because I kept thinking about things. I was thinking about a study. I would think about something and I was like, oh my gosh, this person, that person, like, and so I kept sending text messages to people that was like, thought of you, going to send you this message, let you know, like, really, really appreciate it. Like, it was great. Made me feel wonderful. Like, I just, I was happier, like, as I, as I did it. (laughs) It took me a long time to read the section. So if you're reading this book, like, (laughs) budget some time, my friends. Budget some time. This is about intentional living which by the way is another one of my favorite books from john maxwell if it's hard to pick a favorite because he has over a hundred you and i have both studied with him we're both certified by him but this book intentional living which is one of my favorite books there's activities in that book that directly correlate to this chapter Mm -hmm. one of which is that an intentional living it gives you ideas, just like in this book, there's ideas. And I know we're almost out of time for today. So we're not going to be able to go through all the ideas. That's why you need to get a copy of this book. But in the intentional living book, there was um, a section where you would come up with an activity of gratitude or expressing gratitude. And so the idea was to write for me was to write a love letter to my kids. They're my most favorite human beings in the entire spinning globe. And so I wrote each of them a letter a short letter. They were young at the time when I bought the book. They were probably in elementary, middle school age. And so they came home from school and I said, hey, I have something that I want to do with you guys, but you have to sit on the couch and we're going to do something. And they thought, well, are we in trouble? And so uh, knowing who I am, I don't think for even more than a hot second, they thought they were in trouble. They probably just thought that it was going to be something corny or, or something that would hopefully be fun. And so we sat down, I handed them these love letters and I asked them to read them out loud. And Sam, it's a core memory of mine of that day because I can still see their faces of how happy they were by reading words that were my words of my gratitude and love for them. And it all happened because in this book, Intentional Living, it said to do what you did even with your friends with the text messaging, do something. You Mm -hmm. can say something and do nothing. The results you have in your life are about doing, not just thinking. It starts Mm -hmm. with your thoughts, but your thoughts have to turn into an action of some sort for you to have the outcomes that you want. So the book does talk about eight ways that gratitude can boost your happiness. There's really great ways there. It also talks about ways you can practice gratitude. One of the ways I know that we'll talk about this actually in a much future episode, it's about journaling. And so one of our books that we'll walk through, you found through journaling, which I think was either the art of happiness or it's the um, happiness project journal. Happiness yeah. Project. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll be talking about that. There's different things you can do to keep your strategies fresh, how to express gratitude directly to other people and to one another with the sort of like this one I did with my kids. And then um, furthermore, there is all kinds of extra activities and guides that the author provides in the book that are in yeah. the appendix. So it's it's like you said, you could read this one chapter and think, well, gosh, how are we going to create an entire episode on five pages? 
there's so much more to it. And it's about Mm -hmm. living these things out loud. So as you think about that, Sam, and what we were talking about today, I know we didn't get to dive into having a positive mindset and positive thinking, but what are some Mm -hmm. things for you that stand out in this number one uh, principle or activity of expressing gratitude? Yeah, I think that's like how to express gratitude, right? So this goes through why why gratitude is so great. And then, you know, these eight different ways that it does it. And I loved some of those. I think my favorite, I don't even know that I could really pick a favorite one, but it really, you know, like it encourages like social bonds and it, you know, helps to like inhibit some of the things that you don't want to do, right? Like comparison to others, like all this sort of stuff. But these, the ways that she gives to do this and she writes she gives four like big topics but it's the gratitude journal which is great and like you see that everywhere like write it down and things like that but um and then she talks about like other paths ways to gratitude and sometimes it's just letting inviting people into your experiences one of the things I highlighted that I hadn't thought about as an expression of gratitude was um introduce a visitor to the things people and places you love like somebody new and then I thought about that like not even physically like oh visitor my town I would show them things I love but just a visitor to my life right and telling people things I love and it reminded me of I was at a women's networking event this week and we were talking, we were in a clothing store. So it was at one of our local businesses that's a nonprofit that sells re like uh, women's clothing, right? Like you can donate your clothes and then they resell it, but they do a lot of like helpful for women who have nothing, right? The only thing they have is the clothes on their back. And so they'll help, you know, in that, that's the nonprofit side of it, but you can go in and shop in their store and they have great stuff. But we were talking about reusing clothes and we got on the topic, of course, that like all women do about like the bridesmaid dresses that you never like the, because the bride always tells you, Oh, I bought this. So you could wear it again. And like, you never, ever, ever can wear it again. One of my very good friends who I just love dearly, she was one of the bridesmaids in my wedding. My son was born. My my oldest son was born um, at my wedding, at my bride, at my uh, shower, baby shower. Um, she gave me a quilt. And this quilt was beautiful. It had like little cute, like these little cute squares of like animals and stuff. And, you know, like it was yellow and green and beautiful. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. This is lovely. And she said, the green squares on the quilt are the dress that I wore in your wedding. I took my bridesmaid dress, we chopped it up. She's like, the trim around the outside is the lining of the dress. They use all the pieces they could of the dress. And it was a short dress, we got married in the summer. They took this whole thing and she made it into this beautiful baby quilt. And it was this like, beautiful like it's one of my favorite gifts I think about it all the time I've used it with both of my kids like it it's hanging in a room right now it's it's lovely but I thought about this inviting someone into your space into your life right into the things that you love as a way of showing gratitude and so I told two women this story as we were talking about and joking about the dresses and they're both like the one that he was like oh my gosh I got chills right and it was an expression of gratitude, right? I'm I'm forever so grateful for this gift. It just, it touches my heart. And every time I tell that story, people are like, oh my gosh, I've got to go look at the dresses I've got in my closet, you know, and things like this. But this like, it was just inviting visitors in my life into the things that I love as an expression of gratitude. And like, I just, it was a, it was a total reframing for me. So as I read this section, as I was having this experience, I mean, that was, I thought of, and I just love that, right? That it, expressing gratitude doesn't have to be 
the writing in the journal. That's not for everybody. Or expressing gratitude doesn't have to be sending the text message because maybe that's not for everybody. But expressing gratitude can be telling the story of the thing that you're so very grateful for to the visitors in your life. And I just, I loved that reframing of of that process. So it's like, as we close this chapter out, we thought about what are the things I loved? You know, I, I really liked that. And I liked how she framed up you know, keeping it fresh and that real gratitude comes from when you're just a little bit outside of, you know, like you're doing things that are new and fresh and whatever, right? If I told that story every day to every person, it would lose its effect. But, you know, kind of doing those things and taking that space. I just, I thought she framed it up so lovely. So that was what I loved. So anyway, what about you? What did you like? One that's beautiful. And I can't wait to see the quilt. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> so I would say two is that what I took away from the chapter is something that we're getting to live out loud together, which is that I am so grateful that not only do you invest your time with me every week for multiple hours, besides just what people get to hear on these episodes, but that the things that we're growing through life together on are meaningful. Like the books that we have already done this book that we're in and the ones that are to come to be able to be yoked to a friend going through things that are going to make you healthier mentally, spiritually, and physically. It's just so, I don't have a right adjective for it other than to say that today, Sam, wow, I'm ever grateful for you and you believing in the possibilities of what we're building here together. And so thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so lovely. I appreciate that. And, and I'm always like, every time we do this, I'm so grateful for you inviting me into this space and saying like, hey, you know, because I started with that wooden book that we did, like, hey, I've got this sports book that you might really like, I think we should do this. And you invited me, I mean, right, because that led us to Atomic Habits, it led us to this book. And like, it's, it's funny how just the little invitations into your space can create an opportunity for gratitude. And I, I'm forever grateful for this experience because I've loved it. It has created a conversation with people in my life. My grandmother and I just talked about it this week. Actually, she called me and we were talking about some stuff and she was like, I love it. I'm listening to because Atomic Habits is airing right now. And she was like, I love it. She's like, I love listening to you, Denise. I can't wait to meet her one day. It's like, all right, we'll make it happen, Grandma. <laughs> uh, I definitely want to meet her too. I'm so grateful for everybody that's listening in. And hey, if this is helping you, please share it with other people like that's what we're talking about today if this is helping you share it with other people it helps us too because the more people that listen then people get exposed to the information and it isn't about the Sam and Denise show it isn't even about Scott and Scott we're grateful for you too you're behind the curtain here doing all the editing and it's so vital that you're a part of this but we're doing this because it's it's helping ourselves and a byproduct of that hopefully is that it's helping you as well. So please share, subscribe, comment. Scott will have lots of information for ways you can get in touch with us. This has been an awesome time together. Next week, we're going to be going into the second one of the 12. It's on cultivating optimism. And so I'm looking forward to that one. That one was not in my top was it in your top four Sam the next one was my number one actually so yeah so right off the gate right out of the gate here episode one episode two on these on these activities are your number one and my number one and I think anybody who knows me like I'm an eternal optimist so 
this was probably not super surprising. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to then learn more about that one with you next week. But for now, friends, my name's Denise Russo. Thank you, my friend, Sam Powell. Together, we've been with you today for another episode of What's on Your Bookshelf.